This is a moral call right here. This is not about politics. This is about morality. Health emergencies can't wait for us to have some theoretical debate about some better idea that will never, ever come to pass. We are behind every country pretty nearly in Europe in this matter of medical care for our citizens. I'm a physician. That means you have a right to come to my house and conscript me. It means you believe in slavery. I am Benjamin Day. And I'm Stephanie Nakajima. And this is Medicare for All, the podcast for everybody who needs healthcare. Except Rand Paul. Yeah, except for Rand Paul. Wait, wait a minute. Why not Rand Paul? <laughs> so Rand Paul was the voice that you just heard in the intro, reasonably pointing out that universal health care is actually just like slavery. Oh, my God. Yeah, we can definitely leave him out of the <laughs> system. He's a doctor, right? He can, like, take care of himself. Maybe Canada will have pity on him. Ah, he can apply. So we're here. We're making a podcast. This is a little bit crazy. But Stephanie, why don't you tell me, why did you get into this movement for Medicare for All? I spent several years uh, either underinsured or just totally uninsured uh, until I basically moved to a country that had universal health care. Uh, I moved to Tokyo in 2000. 10 about. I walked into City Hall to register my residency in the ward, and I was asked while I was registering if I needed health insurance. And I was just like, oh, are you handing that out? And it turns out that they were. Um, I had no idea before I moved there that you could just sign up for health insurance in Japan. I'd been used to working jobs in the United States that didn't give you health insurance. And uh, I came to view it as a luxury item, Um, Mm -hmm. even though I actually really needed health insurance. I had asthma. Um, And my, the second shock after realizing that, you know, I just could sign up for like a public health insurance in Japan was that you don't pay a set premium in Japan. So you pay just a percentage of your income. And at that mm. point, I was unemployed. I just moved there. And so I got full, comprehensive public insurance. It wasn't like a bronze plan or like a mm-hmm. shit plan or whatever um, for the equivalent of 20 U.S. dollars a month. Wow, that's I incredible. Know. Yeah, and now I'm here. <laughs> Don't ask why. Um, no, I'm the director of communications at Healthcare Now, uh, the national grassroots single payer organization. Um, even though I was really comfortable in Tokyo um, with health insurance, and I wasn't sure what was going to happen with the Affordable Care Act, um, I, my friends and my family, uh, my identity was still American, and um, I wanted to come back and fight for them uh, and fuck up the insurance companies. <laughs> So Ben, tell me, tell me about you. I also want to fuck up the insurance companies um, because <laughs> so my story, um, I actually got screwed over when I had health insurance. Um, I didn't lack insurance and I actually had decent health insurance. Um, I'd been living in upstate New York um, and I ended up uh, being admitted to the hospital for a few days with a panic disorder. I kept having panic attacks, although I didn't know that that's what they were. Um, I thought I had some terrible physical uh, illness, and actually my doctors misdiagnosed me a bunch of times. Um, and when I was being discharged uh, from the hospital, my doctor sat me down and he said, you know, I don't want you to freak out. I don't want you to panic. Uh-huh. Uh, but your insurance company is not going to cover your stay in the hospital. They've denied your claim. Um, and I didn't freak out until I got the bill, which was about $4,000. Um, and at the time, I was earning $14,000 a year, so it, it might as well have been $4 million to me. 
Um, so when I moved back to Boston shortly after that, um, and this whole fight with the, with the health, health insurance co- company, um, I had an organizing background, and I found this organization called MassCare. They were uh, the Massachusetts single-payer organization. I didn't even know there was a social movement in the United States to win healthcare as a right. Um, and I was, like, ready to fight. I was ready to go. So they hired me, and this was almost 15 years ago, and I've been a full-time organizer in the movement for Medicare for All ever since. Right now, I am the director uh, of Healthcare Now, an organization you may know as the one you also work at, and the desk immediately next to yours. Uh, we work out of Boston. Um, and, you know, we decided to do this podcast because we wanted to kind of let the public in on um, all the amazing news that we hear around the country about the fight for Medicare for All, the organizing that people are doing, um, and just um, you know how far we've come since I started those 15 years ago, but also how hard it's gonna be to get it over the edge. One of the reasons I'm really looking forward to this podcast is because I think there isn't really a consistent pro-Medicare for all voice right now uh, for people to hear, to go to, for a clear understanding of Medicare for all or uh, for a reference point for yeah. how to understand like the news they're hearing about Medicare for all, all mm-hmm. the attacks and what different you know ca- candidates are saying. Um, the mainstream media isn't really faithfully reporting on this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, they report on it through a very centrist lens and sometimes with a very obvious bias. <laughs> and we're here, I think, to dissect the news. We already do this every day sitting next to each right, other totally. in the office. So we <laughs> thought, why not just stick a mic in front of us and then at least other people can listen in on the conversation. Um, and so we're here to do that, to look at these attacks through the lens of, you know, frankly, the rest of the world that already has universal health care yeah, and well, thinks I mean, this debate is ridiculous. I don't think you even need like a pro-Medicare for all. I would settle for like a balanced, not totally pro-healthcare industry lens. So we're going to cover a few things with this podcast. One, we're going to go over the big political fights over health care, uh, both at the national level, obviously in Congress, um, where Medicare for all has really gained steam, but also at the state level, which uh, you don't hear as much about often. Um, but that's where uh, a lot of the fight is happening also. Uh, we're also going to talk about like the big breakthroughs in the social movement to make healthcare right, big organizing victories. Um, this is never covered in the news, but we hear a lot about it, and it's a lot of like our job, actually, to coordinate the grassroots efforts around the country. And then we're just going to break down like the constant uh, total stream of bullshit that ends up being pushed into the media um, about healthcare um, and Medicare for all, and it's... Honestly, I, I kind of see this this podcast as like a form of personal therapy for me. Uh, so I can like vent and like get all this stuff off my shoulders. I don't know about you, but... This has already been cathartic. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better already. <laughs> it's just going to be better from here. So please, everyone, uh, thank you for joining us on this journey. Um, share on social media that we're here. We're live. We're going to be coming back to you next week with content. And please tell everyone you know, because we are coming.